With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Conquest Chronicles. This is Matt here along with Dina. And uh, after a week hiatus, we were... um, Swamp. We were swamped with a lot of things last week, uh, but we're back. You know, we know that there's not. Ooh, <clears throat> excuse me. There's not much news out there, but there's some interesting things that has come up in uh, with USC football and on the USC basketball front as well. Uh, Dina, so Dina, how are you? Um, how are you doing this this wonderful day? And how have you been uh, throughout the throughout the week? I've been good. Went uh, to take pictures yesterday in the mountains because it was pretty foggy up there. So it was pretty. Um, didn't go hiking this week. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, okay. Well, you uh. The thing I, I want to put out there also is that Dina goes hiking in cowboy boots. <laughs> no, I don't. That is not true. <laughs> I don't even have cowboy boots. They look like they look like cowboy boots. Yeah, they kind of do, but they're not. <laughs> People lost. I posted a picture on my Instagram of me in boots, so... <laughs> All her exes live in Texas like she's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had to. I had to go there. I love that song, though. I had to go there. But, um, we, we have a, we had a, actually a decent conversation, I believe, the last two days on this subject. And, also, we had an article that came out. We posted an article about this, but um, this comes off of the reaction of The Athletic, of a, off of an article off of The Athletic. A USC senior, associ- senior associate athletic director, Steve Lopes, a lot of people who may, who may know him, he had an interview on The Athletic on Monday morning uh, that was posted on Monday morning. It was talking about USC's scheduling philosophy. Now, as we've known, we've talked about this for about a year, about USC and scheduling and who they should schedule and, you know, home and homes and stuff like that. And especially given the recent news with program scheduling home and homes, like the marquee matchup that we talk about and there being home and homes, Steve Lopes came on and wanted to share the USC scheduling philosophy with everybody, how USC is looking to schedule, just so people can grasp an understanding. And in the near future, if you look at the, if you look at FB schedules, USC has open dates, grow uh, from from 2020 to 2025. Um, and right now, how the way the how the way dates are and everything, there's not many available options. You know, for USC, 
Now, USC, Steve, now, Lopes talked about he, the scheduling philosophy for USC is like this. USC wants to take advantage of having seven home games. They want to take advantage of the schedule. They want seven home games. They want to have seven home games four out of the five years with that fifth year likely being a neutral site game. Now, as everyone knows, the Las Vegas Stadium and the Hollywood Park Stadium in Inglewood are close to being completed. So those are options there. Right now, USC kind of had a similar situation with that where they had, I think, seven home games. I, I want to say they had about that, about seven home games, plus the home and home against Texas that was scheduled back in 2010. That was scheduled nine years ago. Um, but USC wants to have seven home games. They want to take advantage of it. And Lopes brought up something that I think a lot of USC fans or most USC fans are not taking well. And that is they said that they are, they are exploring the option of scheduling an FCS team. Now, every, if you don't know, if you're not a USC fan and you listen to our podcast or, or if you're not aware of this, USC is one of three teams to have not scheduled an FCS team since the split of the uh, of Division One into two subdivisions since 1978. They're joined by Notre Dame and UCLA. I believe Michigan would Michigan a long time ago was on that list until they scheduled Appalachian State, and we saw how that happened. We saw what went down with that. Um, Appalachian State is. They're F- FCS. They're, they were FCS at the time. Michigan uh, at the time Michigan scheduled them in 2007. At the time it was scheduled, Appalachian State was in the FCS. Appalachian State was is what was what North Dakota is now. Mm. Is what North Dakota State is now. And they. Um, and they came in, they came to the big house actually. They came to the big house and beat Michigan. And at the time it was unheard of because Michigan, Michigan was ranked fourth in the nation. Wow. And Appalachian State was the defending national champions in the, at, in, at the FCS level. And Appalachian State, and Appalachian State was controlling that game. They were controlling that game, and at the time, it's it's at that time it was viewed as the biggest upset in college football. It was viewed as the biggest upset in college football because an FCS team beat a hot a top five ranked, you know, college yeah. football blue blood. And then a month later, and then a month later, we had USC Stanford, which is to this day, according to well. It's no longer that now, but at the time, at that given time until last, until two seasons ago was the biggest upset in college football from a point spread standpoint. That was recently, um, that was recently broken by Howard State against UNL when they faced UNLV at Sam Boyd Stadium and Cam Newton's brother beat UNLV. That was recently broken two years ago. So USC is now off the hook for that. But um 
Yeah, if but, you're going to schedule an FCS team, do you think people would be mad if it was North Dakota State? I don't think so. And and that's where I wanted to go with that, is that if USC goes in that direction. And here's why here's why USC would go in that direction. Let's start there first before we, we move towards that. Right now, based off of the scheduling philosophy, there's not an, a lot of opponents to pluck from. Not a lot of teams are willing to do with a one-off trip with USC with no return in mind. Fresno State does it already. Fresno State has two dates with USC this coming season, and I believe in 2023. Rice is already the schedule for that. Rice comes to the Coliseum next season. There, uh, BYU comes to the Coliseum later down the road, but BYU is a home and home with the Trojans going to BYU to, to start off next season. Like I said, not many teams are willing to do that without a return trip. So I think it depends. A lot of USC fans, they just don't want USC to schedule an FCS team because it's not traditional. And USC or USC went this long without doing it, so why do it now? Well, Especially now since the last thing we need is people saying our, our uh, that we're scheduling schedule is weak. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with that. And and I got a counter argument for that. USC plays nine home games. They don't have the option. They don't have the luxury of playing a fourth non-conference game. They only get three. Notre Dame occupies one. Every year, Notre Dame occupies one. So that's gone. So now you only have two. So I think with that, USC already plays nine conference home games. You already play, you gotta play Oregon and Washington every other year. Then you have Washington State every other year. Then you gotta play the Pac-12 South schools, which is Utah. You play Stanford and Cal every year. I forgot about that. You play Stanford and Cal every year. So you play nine conference home games. Or you play, oh god, you don't play nine conference home games. You play nine conference games. Yeah, I was about plus, to say. <laughs> plus the Pac-12 title game if you make it that far. So whoever comes out the north, you got to play them. So you play Stanford, possibly Washington or Oregon. If not, you alternate. Play Cal. You play UCLA. You play Utah. You play Arizona State. You So you, you get where I'm going with this here. Okay. Plus Notre Dame. Plus you got Notre Dame. So USC and USC through the years have been known to be tough schedulers. There's no debate about that. USC has scheduled tough for the last 19 years. For 19 years or so, USC has scheduled tough. Even beyond that, USC has always scheduled tough. If you don't believe me, go beyond that. They scheduled Florida State. They scheduled Florida State. They tried to schedule Florida. They tried to schedule LSU. They tried to schedule these teams. Everybody don't remember that. They scheduled Kansas State, Colorado on their heyday when they were big-time teams. They scheduled Nebraska. They scheduled Texas recently. They scheduled Ohio State. They scheduled all these teams, and they tried to schedule 
tougher team. They schedule Arkansas. They, you can't say USC are not tough schedulers. They play Fresno State, and Fresno State just won the Mountain West. They just won nine games and won the Mountain West. They play BYU. BYU is no slouch. So you, so the uproar of why are we scheduling an FCS team? USC scheduled tough for so many years. Why not? If the college football playoff committee is not penalizing you for playing an FCS team, then what's the whole thing? I don't see the issue. I don't see the big issue in it. It's, it's like, I don't, I'm not seeing the big issue here. And not only that, some of these FCS teams are actually better than a lower level FBS team. I'm sorry, but you can't tell me if USC scheduled North Dakota State, if they scheduled North Dakota State, you can't say, oh, that's not any better than scheduling San Jose State. When North Dakota State is clearly better than San Jose State. North yeah, Dakota I think State people are is, mad too, just because the tradition part of it. When when tradition and USC get brought up, people have very strong opinions. I, and I understand that, but you mean to tell me? And, and, and I've seen someone say, "Well, the UCLA will just clown us." Look at UCLA's schedule right now. UCLA plays Coastal Carolina. You can't, you're gonna tell me Coastal Carolina is any better than Eastern Washington? Some of these schools actually might be better matchups than playing some of these low, low level FBS group of five schools. Especially if that tends to be the better route. South Dakota, or South Dakota State, North Dakota State, and you brought up North Dakota State earlier, Dina. If USC was to schedule North Dakota State, I truly think, I truly think that will be a good, that won't be a bad matchup. North Dakota State has won. And if you don't believe me on this, go back and look at this. North Dakota State has won seven national championships at the FCS level out of the eight years. They won seven, they won seven championships, or they won seven championships in eight years. You win seven out of, you go seven out of eight, that's pretty good. Nick Saban's team's not even doing that. Yeah, I think, I think fans would be, I don't think they'd be too mad about North Dakota State. No, they won't. I mean, everyone's thinking, and I get everyone's thinking about the Bama aspect of it because Alabama isn't playing um, because Alabama is playing like the Citadel or something like that. Right. No, like that's the thing that trips me out about it. It's like it's not like USC. It's not like USC is going to go out and schedule, you know, Sacramento State. It's not like, and they might, and USC end up actually might do that. But I think USC will try to, will try to schedule a tough FCS team. So that leads to the question, what are those tough FCS teams that we're talking about? Because nobody knows, not everybody follows FCS football, okay? 
So what are those tough teams? What are those good FCS teams that we talk about? USC might sit, uh, mess around and schedule and, and schedule a, uh, a UC San Diego. You know, they might mess around and do that. They might schedule Cal Poly. Cal Poly is actually a solid, is a, is actually a pretty solid FCS team in the big sky. Um, they might go around and schedule UC Davis. UC Davis, UC Davis just made, UC Davis just made it to the uh, FCS playoffs and had a pretty good year. They had a pretty good year this year. Eastern Washington, who's always a, a big time name, you know, and I've seen some, and I know other schools, like there was a Washington fan who said, you know, scheduling or the FCS games, they're not that great. We don't like it. You know, we, we don't like it, yada, yada, yada. But if you're trying to take advantage of the scheduling philosophy and trying to get a, additional home games, especially knowing, especially knowing the Pac-12, the Pac-12 with scheduling is complete and utter garbage. Think about that. Yeah, I think North Dakota State, James Madison, um, what's some other ones that are pretty up there? Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington, Weber UC State. Davis. Yes, Weber State. Um, Kennesaw State had a good season last year. There's quite a few, actually. Colgate, once upon a time, was up there. Delaware was once upon a time a powerhouse. I mean, you got to, but you got to start looking into the, you know, here's the thing. Everybody got to start looking into these, into these programs. You know, you got to start researching it. I think that's the thing. Is that everybody is going, everyone thinks FCS and they think low level. FCS actually at times is tougher than the Division I teams. You can't, because, and, and we, and Dina and I talk, I think we, we mentioned this earlier. We mentioned this earlier actually. When Michigan scheduled Appalachian State, when Michigan scheduled Appalachian State and and Appalachian State beat Michigan, it was unheard of at the time. You know, it was very unheard of at right. the time. But as I told Dina earlier, Appalachian State was what North Dakota State is now. Appalachian State is in the FBS. Remember, everybody was clamoring for Appalachian State to jump to the FBS. Everybody was clamoring for that. Everyone's clamoring for North Dakota State to go FBS. Now, there are some alternatives to this, though. There are alternatives. USC don't have to go that route. I mean, I know everybody wants USC to start scheduling harder, but USC could schedule, and, and I brought up this idea. Why don't USC schedule dates with UCF? They schedule dates with UCF 
who's a group of five team. And everyone knows how UCF is right now. They play Stanford this season, by the way. Schedule UCF to come to the Coliseum and then schedule them for a neutral site game in Vegas. Or in it won't be much of a neutral site game in Anaheim. But do it in Vegas. Or just do a home and home. You or do a home and home, but I you think a, USC like, needs to start scheduling home and homes because I don't know. Neutral site games are just not the same. But I think a neutral here. The thing with that is, if we talk about the neutral site games, it's not like USC is going to Texas and playing Alabama. Where it's going to be a lot, very pro Bama there. You get what I'm saying? That's actually USC scheduling UCF, but it's going to be very pro USC in Vegas because Vegas is only a three four hour trip. True. Or in Inglewood, if you play it in Inglewood, that's very pro USC because USC is just down the street from Inglewood. True, but like you said, these teams don't want a one. A one and done. They want a home and home. They, yeah, most of these schools want a want a um. They want a home and home. They want the return trip. I mean, Florida just scheduled Colorado. Yes, they did. But it now here's the issue. Now, now here's the thing. Um, is. Is color is Colorado going to Florida, or is Florida coming to Colorado? Yeah, is it not home and home? I don't know, because Florida, because Florida don't t- tends to not leave the state of Florida for a neutral for um for a non conference game. Let me see. I could have sworn it was a home and home. Uh, that I have to see. Yep, but, it's a home and home. Oh, it's a home and home? Mm-hmm. Wow, Florida's actually leaving. Florida's actually leaving the state of Florida for a non-conference game. But for some for some home and home group of five home, you know, match, what what were some ones that you would want to see? I think North Texas is a good one just because of how hot they are right now. I would love one against Northwestern. If you have to do one soon, I would love one against Northwestern. Or if you're trying to get a marquee Isn't one. Northwestern in the Big Ten? Yes, they are. I said group of five. Oh, you said group of five? Sorry, yeah. I didn't <laughs> cut off on that. Um, I would love UCF. I would love USF, too. I think mm-hmm. those are good ones. Um, Florida Atlantic because of Lane Kiffin, the mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin factor. Uh. The 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 service schools. I don't yes. know why USC does not play Army or Navy. Um, I don't get why they don't play Army or Navy. I I don't understand why they don't play them. And I would love that. I would love I would love the, uh, a matchup, maybe a home and home with Army or Army West Point or Navy or a home and home with Air Force. Yeah, USC service schools would be a good one. USC, I think that draw really, really big crowds. That would actually draw – playing the service schools in the Coliseum would actually draw a good crowd. And the reason why I say that, and everyone's like, what do you mean they would draw a good crowd? You're thinking of it from a football standpoint. But 
Southern California is very is a very pro military base around you know in in right. in that area. Los Angeles or not not just Los Angeles, but Southern California when it comes to military and military bases and everything like that. That is very, that is like a, a a real place right there. Like if you were to play Navy in San Diego for a neutral site game, that actually would be a pretty darn good one right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would get a lot of service members from Southern California or in who's in Vegas or in Northern California or in San Diego. You would get them to come to the Coliseum and you could do a discount for arm for armed forces. You'll get a lot of people in the armed forces and those are actually some of the best, the good games, you know? So I would love that. Um, a home and home with you. I think a home and home with UNLV is also very possible. Don't be surprised if a home and home with UNLV because yeah, cause, that's an easy one because they never because USC only played UNLV twice. They never went to Sam Boyd Stadium. Well, now they can never go to Sam Boyd Stadium at this rate now. But with Vegas moving into the new stadium. You, a home and home with Vegas is a, a realistic possibility here. Yeah, I can see that, especially because it's such a short trip. Yeah. What about San Diego State? That would be a good one. I mean, that would be a, actually a good matchup for USC to take on Rocky Long's team. That would be a good matchup. Um, I would love another one with Hawaii. I would love another one with Hawaii. That would actually be great. Um, I still think a home and home with SME would be funny. You could call up the, the <laughs> what did I say? The death penalty bowl. Oh my god! A home and home, uh, just a matchup with SMU alone <laughs> is something. It's just a funny thought. The sanction bowl. Oh goodness! USC just make a deal with SMU. But you know that what would be a good matchup. This isn't. This isn't. Um, this isn't group of five, but a home and home with Penn State. I would like that. I, that would actually be good because they've always faced off on like neutral sites or something. I would like a home mm-hmm. and home. I've always said this, this is, and I've always said this, and I don't know why this never happens, but we are due for a USC Miami home and home. We're literally due for that. It, it, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. A lot of people want that to happen. To be honest, I think instead of trying to find a, you know, a group of five team to schedule or, or, you know, maybe flirting around with the FCS, the FCS team to schedule, I think that USC's officials and Texas's officials should come together and do one every year. Schedule one for every year, back and forth. That actually, because it's the ratings are through the roof, so money, lots and lots of it for both of the teams. Now here's the issue that I that I run into with that. I got to play devil's advocate here. You do that every year. You have Notre Dame and you have Texas. Now you only leave for one non-conference game, unless you schedule Hawaii. At, at, if you schedule Hawaii to play in Hawaii, 
to get that fourth non-conference game. I think fans would like that idea because, I mean. I mean, you got you to gotta also think about that, too. USC plays nine conference games plus Texas plus Notre Dame. That's kind of brutal enough right, right there. <laughs> And I think, and everyone's talking about, well, why do we have to schedule an FCS game? Well, why do you have to schedule San Jose State or UNLV? Why is it that one year USC's playing, one year USC is playing Idaho and Arkansas State? It's because you want to, here's the thing, with USC fans, they want wins. USC fans want wins. Well, if that's the case, it should be every other year then. They, like they last want, year, or not last year, but this year we'll be off from Texas, and then next year they'll come back. And then the following year we'll be off, and then we'll go to Texas, something like that. I would love maybe, because we did Texas, and I would like for another game, for another series against Texas. That would be cool. But why not do one with Oklahoma? Yeah, that would be a good one. I think because I know Texas, the Texas AD was trying to convince Oklahoma to do a a home and home with USC. And that actually wouldn't be a bad thing to do one with Oklahoma. Now, I've already said I'm not setting foot in the state of Oklahoma ever again. So (laughs) you're not catching me on that return trip to Norman. But why not do that? Or why not? Or why not? Do a um, or, or or why not do one against Oklahoma State? You know, or you know, let's start if we're gonna start doing. Oh, excuse me, if we're gonna start doing marquee matchups, and let's do marquee matchups. If that's because I think that's what USC fans want. They want the old Pete Carroll style of scheduling the big time home and home. Right. But USC is not that team anymore. We're not in that era anymore. We Sooner or later, we have to let that era go. We have to. Because we're at a point where in the college football playoff, people, people are either being smart with their scheduling. And I think what USC is doing, USC is being smart with their scheduling. We criticize Florida. And it took years for me to understand this. We criticized Florida for not leaving the state of Florida for a non-conference game. We criticized that. But Florida is in a discussion every year, was in a discussion every year at that time. We crushed Alabama for not going out of the, for, for not going out of Alabama for a home and home until recently. Only playing neutral site games and then playing FCS team. But Bama's winning national championships. We crush Clemson, but Clemson is winning national championships. Clemson, Bama are in national, are in the college football playoffs. You are trying to avoid from getting eliminated by week five because what Nobody is understanding is that Pac-12 is not doing USC any favors. They're not doing USC any favors. Look at USC's schedule right now. Look at their schedule right now. Fresno State. That is not an easy game, despite what everyone is thinking. Fresno State. Stanford. 
at BYU. Utah on Friday. Washington. Notre Dame. Six games. You could possibly be eliminated by the college football. And I know people are going, well, we shouldn't be talking about college football playoff. Then what are we talking about? Because we, we sit here and we talk about the luster of USC. Oh, the U, we're USC, we're this, but we're not talking about the college football playoffs. You can't have it two ways. That's the issue here. We want our cake and we want to eat it. And we can't have it that way. We can't have it two different ways. We don't want to be eliminated from the discussion by week five. But we want to schedule Alabama at home. And then the next week, we want to play Oklahoma. We want to play San Diego State. And then we want to play Stanford the next week. Or we want to play Stanford, then play San Diego State. That does not calculate. Look at Stanford. Physical game against USC, lost against San Diego State. Right. I'm just saying, people, think about the Pac-12 conference. USC has a history of baffling games in the Pac-12. USC had two years ago, two seasons ago, Two se- it's now two seasons ago, but two seasons ago, did we forget USC did not or play 12 straight weeks until they got a bye before the Pac-12 title game? Did we see- just forget that? Did we forget Pac-12 scheduling? But we don't want an FCS team because, well, we're too high and mighty for that, but there's not many options left for this philosophy. So who do you suggest we play? What are the options? You can tweet me at Matt A. Lowry on Twitter. What are the options? What are your options? Because everyone is saying USC shouldn't do this. Well, what are the options then? What are your options? Because the thing about us is that we sit there and say, no, don't do this. But what are your options? What is your choice? What is your alternative? Because at least when I put the article up, I gave alternatives there. If you don't want to go FCS, there's some pretty good group of five schools, or here are some group of five schools you can play. If they don't take that option, then what do you suggest USC do? Not play? Yeah, I think the problem is most most fans don't know that the teams are already you know, taken out of the running because their schedules are already made up. Yeah, because the schedules are are made years in advance. Like, here, and a lot of people don't understand. I fault you, and you can fault USC for dragging their feet on the scheduling process. That is completely fair. USC is, is due with a lot of criticism. I know everyone is saying, oh, scheduling teams, we got bigger issues right now. Well, yes, but you also got to fill out dates too. So, or else, who do you play? You're going to have to fill out with FCS teams. That's pretty much the only option there. But I forgot what the heck I was going to say. Uh, no, but a lot of people don't realize 
that USC had these dates filled with home and homes. A&M was supposed to be a home and home and that deal fell through. Tennessee was supposed to be a home and home and that deal fell through. So now USC and who knows, maybe behind the scenes they're trying to fill these dates. But everyone mentions the Texas series. Texas was made 10 was made 9 years ago. That was made years in advance. These games that are being scheduled are made years in advance. Right. So you're going to tell me when USC schedules or when USC schedules uh uh Georgia in 2040? Yeah, I can't wait till 2040. We don't know what's going to happen in 2040. Is USC even going to be around in 2040? Don't answer that question. That's like a that's a dumb question, but you don't know. Like we don't know what state USC is going to be in. Bama could fall off the face of the earth by the time they play. Like that's what I'm, everybody got to understand here. When USC takes the field in 2020, we don't know what USC could be and Alabama could be in 2020. Tua could be gone. J.D. Daniels will still be there. What could happen? You know? But, like I said, if you got to, what are your alternatives to this? Like, you know, what's your alternative to this? That's not, that doesn't involve Texas every year. <laughs> but, um, what, like, what, what are your alternatives to this? Cause I know we spent like a good 30 minutes talking about this. Yeah. yeah to be honest, I'd be mad at the North Dakota State. Um, you know, but I think UC Davis is a viable one just because of, you know, it's not close, but it's closer than an out of state. Um, team would be um some other ones you know i like the idea of the of the service schools a lot i think the service schools before certainly before uh north dakota state or any fcs team even over any group of five team to be honest I, I'm looking through uh, this whole thing too, and I see a lot of people are talking about tradition. And this is my issue with USC right now. With a lot of with a lot of things with USC is that we are so tradition heavy that we have. I feel like I feel like we kind of. Um, USC, we tend to lose touch of what today is, you know. And I think the issue is that we, we tend to get so caught up with tradition, and then we go, oh, see, if you don't come to USC, then, you know, you don't want tradition. I think, yeah, but I think we, we get too caught up in tradition that we – it's like a, what's that? What's the phrase? It's we like lose a knee touch jerk of reaction. What's going on today? That yeah, and it's a knee jerk reaction to no, don't do that, no, don't do that without thinking about 
the options. And it's a and it's a misconception too, because a lot of people have a misconception of what the traditions are. Like people saying, "Well, USC's gone this far without playing an FCS team. Why go now?" Because half of the FCS is about to be in the FBS at this rate. USC basketball. So do we say this about USC basketball, or does things not apply to USC athletics in general? I mean, every college ba- – well, now it's no longer a thing, but every college basketball team plays an exhibition against a um, against Division two, and the Division two schools didn't win these games. Like, you have schools like the Vines College coming and playing these games. Like, you see – like, look. Like Cal State, Dominguez Hills. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I don't, I don't know where we draw the line here. Like, I don't know where the the chaos is with scheduling an FCS team. It's not like USC's moving the, to the StubHub Center and playing their games at the StubHub Center just to get dropped to the FCS team and then playing in the Big Sky. I don't know. That's just me, but again, let me know what you guys think, what your thoughts are on this. Um, You know, we, I want to hear everyone else alternative because you can't just tell me we shouldn't play FCS schools and you don't have an alternative to it. So I want to hear it. I'm I'm interested in having an open mind here because I gave two sides to it. But I'm interested in hear, in having an open mind and hearing this from everyone else. Um, moving forward, more USC news. Matt Fink, who was on Twitter last week, stated that he uh, did not commit to Illinois. So he he didn't commit to Illinois. To Illinois, he's still weighing his options right now. From what we've heard, from what, from according to his Twitter last week. So that was the um that's the update on that. We thought he was going to Illinois. We thought that was out there, but apparently he isn't going to Illinois. And uh, in, in the uh way too early news, sportingnews.com put out the bull, proje- bull projections for 2019. Uh they have USC versus Baylor in the Cheez-It Bowl. For the uh, the New Year's Six Day Wait, ones, they have what? Where the Cheez-Its Bowl is played? Where's that played at? Um, let me see. Is that played in Tempe or or not Tempe? Yeah, it's, but it's is t- that- played in. Well, this it says Phoenix. That, that's Tempe. That's Tempe, Arizona. Oh no, that's at the um, that's at that Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. So yeah, it is. It's in downtown Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. That was that wouldn't be a bad trip. They have uh, the Cotton Bowl, Notre Dame versus UCF, the Orange Bowl, Syracuse versus Florida. I like Syracuse. <laughs> Rose Bowl, Michigan versus Oregon. Uh, the Sugar Bowl, Georgia 
Nebraska versus Oklahoma, Fiesta Bowl, which will be a semifinal game. They have Clemson versus Texas. And for the Peach Bowl, the other semifinal game will be Alabama versus Ohio State. And then they have playing once again in the football championship, Clemson versus Alabama. Of course. (laughs) I think Texas-Ohio State would be a good one. That would be a good one. Texas beats Clemson and Ohio State beats Alabama. That that honestly would be a good one. Um, the Cheeses Bowl. That's not. I, I think USC goes to a bowl game, but I. You know what? I don't. I I don't know. I kind of have to see before I can say. Oh yes, they could go to this bowl. Bowl game. I do think bowl, USC goes the... to a bowl. For the Las Vegas Bowl, they have Fresno State versus UCLA. That's interesting. Holiday Bowl is Washington versus Iowa. Good, they can have that. <laughs> I'm not. I, I I am not going. This is a pretty good matchup. The Tax Slayer Bowl, Tennessee versus Nebraska. That's going to draw a lot of fans because those two fan bases are very loyal. There are many places that I will not go to. The holiday, going back to the Holiday Bowl is it. Outback Bowl, Auburn versus Penn State. Buffalo Wild Wings, Citrus Bowl, that's a fun name. LSU versus Wisconsin. That would be a good one. Well, LSU versus Wisconsin happened so many times. Let's see. That tends to happen so many times. Any other good matchups? This is a good group of five matchup. They have in the Gildan New Mexico Bowl, FIU versus Boise State. Ooh, that would be a good one. Mm, That would be a good one. What's one more? In the First Responders Bowl, Texas Tech versus Northwestern. Well, Texas Tech isn't, they're not running the air raid anymore, so they don't really <laughs> intrigue me like that anymore. This is kind of an interesting one. The Belk, the Belk Bowl, Ole Miss versus Florida State. Ooh, this is an interesting one. The, and the Sun Bowl, Washington State versus Miami. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. That actually, that actually would be a good one. Um, I, I, I actually, let's, well, there's something that came across my timeline, and even though, um, we're, we, we rag on USC a lot, or not USC. We rag on UCLA a lot and everything, but um, I I want to go ahead and bring this up and go, you know, and, and bring this whole thing up. But um, Terry Donahue, former UCLA coach, one of the winningest coaches in UCLA history, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, I I personally, on behalf of all of us at Conquest Chronicles, we want to wish uh, Donahue a, a um. A recover a speedy recovery. 
We also want to say that we're praying for him. We're hoping he gets through this, and we're hoping that he beats cancer. Although we have our uh, we have our rivalries and stuff, you know, as everyone knows, Dina and I are also huge college football fans. We we love college football to death, and we respect it to the utmost. So um, we want to go. We want to miss wish uh, Coach Donahue well, and hope you know hope that he beats that he beats this. No, I just wanted to bring that up. It came across my timeline. I was thinking about this as well. And um, it's just, like I said, it's just something that you hate hearing about it. And at the time, you you know, at this time, you kind of put, you, you, uh, you're not kind of, but you put rivalries to the side right now. You, you, you put rivalries to the side and everything, especially in a situation like this. Yeah. Um, we did. Now we did end up having uh we did end up having a question that was asked, and it was asked by um by Trojan Lifer by Trojans All Above, and also Bob Bacon, uh, Culver fan, who's a good friend of mine, wanted to ask this question as well. But he said, in the seats that have that have blocked viewing, why not make that area standing room only with a big screen? TV and a and a small concession stand. So for people who don't know, it was brought up to uh, it was tweeted to USC Psycho and to Inside Troy that there's an area where the scholarship tower is where they put seats that is blocked off that blocks off a side of um, the Coliseum where you can't see where it's obstructed view and Ryan Abraham tweeted out that um that those seats will not be available for games that they will that they will not have those seats available for games and that nobody will be sitting in the obstructed view areas but um a lot of people are wondering why didn't they just change that up to like a standing view a, a standing room only area and i think the reason why is because you're going to have an obstructed view one way or another and that would have been extending the the scholarship tower or something. That would have been extending everything. And I don't think USC wants to do that. Um, I do think they should put screens on that side for people who can't see. Yeah. But um, they want to – the thing about it is they want to restore or they want to keep how the Coliseum is. They want to keep how the Coliseum is uh, the the how the Coliseum is initially supposed to be. That's what they want to do. They don't want to do any more changes to where the Coliseum looks doesn't look like the LA Coliseum. If anybody remembers the past um the past viewing concepts of the Coliseum, or if anybody remember the the past viewing uh stuff of the Coliseum that's, you know, it, it wasn't like the Coliseum, so they, they wanted to keep how the Coliseum was looking. Um, again, we won't sit there. I won't sit there. I don't like sitting in obstructed view areas, but that's the whole thing about it. it that's what they want That's what they want to do is they want to they they want to keep how the Coliseum is. Or how the Coliseum is supposed to be, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, they wanted to do that. They shouldn't have done anything to be begin with, but well, there there had to be updates to the Coliseum. I'm I, I, there had I don't to be think updates you need that, to the Coliseum. That huge tower. I think you could replace the seats with the cup holders and the handrails and the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And, you know the field lighting. The Wi-Fi is still going to be the trash at the Coliseum. stands, I guess. But why build that huge tower? It's, because, like, what what's in that tower? The the premium box it's, seats? Yeah, it's the one. So most like fans the one, aren't going to get to go in that tower anyway, so why even build it? It's, it's just. Because the, the ones they had now, the ones that they currently had were out of date. They weren't. They were so out of date. It's like uh, the one in San Diego. It was so out of date that they had to redo it. And the only way, and they did a survey about it, actually. And, you know, the thing which, when it comes to stuff like this, the people that matter are the people with money. And so that's why they built, they built that. Um, not only that, but they wanted to restore the pier style, too. And as you know, the pier style was blocked off by, like, suites, by, like, makeshift suites and everything. And so... I didn't want to see that. Like, I know none of us wanted to see that. So they wanted to make the Coliseum Pier style look the same. And you had to, you have to, you know, you gotta pertain to the, to the people who are spending the most money. Unfortunately, that's what matters here. I mean, I think the scholar, I don't see an issue with the scholarship tower. I don't see an issue with them upgrading the Coliseum. If anything, a lot of people are unhappy with them downsizing the Coliseum, which I don't get. And a lot of people wanted the Coliseum to upsize, but it's like, how can you upsize the Coliseum? True. I just think that huge thing's going to be, I don't know. I'll have to wait and see, but it's just so huge. Yeah, it is. It, 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 and I don't know if you've seen like the recent updates to it actually, but they're, they're almost done. The cranes aren't there or anything. But if you look at the recent updates, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. That thing is pretty amazing. So, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever sit up there. I, I don't think that there's ever going to be a time where I get to sit up there. I don't have that type of money. I mean, in the in the tower with all these concession stands, can anyone go in there, or is it only? You know what? That's a great question. And I, I think that's a question we got to ask sometime soon. That is honestly a great question. I would like to know that. I don't know if it's only for people that's going to sit, because it's basically it's suites. So I don't okay. know if it's only for people who's going to sit in those or what. But I would, but I would honestly love to, um, I would honestly love to know that, the answer to that question. But on that note, I think that's going to do it for today. 
Yeah. Oh, I I do have one more thing. I do have one more thing, and this actually makes me very hopeful. And that is the NCAA. If you missed the news, the NCAA is actually uh, researching into letting into letting players um, you uh, players profit off of the likeness being used in things such as video games, autographs, and stuff like that. And that there could be a decision by um, by October, which could mean the possible return for NCAA football. I am praying for this. We need NCAA football to come back. Dina is not impressed with that right now. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading something. I saw, yeah, I, I saw something. I need NCAA football. I saw, I don't know if it was, I think it was a tweet that it was going to be $100. If they did bring it back. It better not be. Because <laughs> I saw someone say, would you pay $100 for this? Bl- you know what? And nope. I probably would. And I probably would. Knowing me, if they were to do, if they were to even do a reboot, a reboot, the Madden engines and everything, uh, if they were to do a reboot of NCAA 14 for the next generation consoles, like for the PS4 and the Xbox One, I will download that game or buy it in a heartbeat that's all they got to do they all they have to do is they got to give us a reboot that's all we want is a reboot of ncaa 14 with the with the madden that's all we want that's all we want that's all we need if they do that i will be happy i will be happy and dina you will not hear from me for like a good five days. <laughs> you you will not hear from me because of that. It would be, where did Matt disappear to? Don't worry. He is safe. He is in his house. He is in his room playing NCAA football. <laughs> but yeah, now with that being said, now that's everything. And you can follow us on Twitter at C Chronicles SPN. You can follow me at um, Matt A. Lowry on Twitter. I almost forgot my Twitter. <laughs> you can follow us on uh, you can follow us on C Chronicles SPN. Wait, did you say that already? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you say your Twitter? No, I didn't. Handle? All right. Yes. <laughs> I thought you said your Twitter handle. <laughs> no, you can follow me at Always Compete. Yeah, you can follow me at Matt A. Lowry. You can follow us on Twitter at C Chronicles SBN, like Dina said. You can also listen to our podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and, uh, and, and the microphone, and, um, the megaphone app as well on megaphone. You can listen to us on there. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're good at this. Tell us we don't know what we're talking about. I don't care as long as you subscribe. But with that being said, um, we will talk to you guys next week and fight on. Fight on.